We're back. Yeah. <coughs> Two weeks. Tony might have coronavirus. Yep. Yep. So, in case you didn't know, you can get corona from listening to this podcast. That's true. It'll legitimately, like, get into air vents and just linger in there. I, I learned that recently, and I was like, well, that's not uh, terrifying. I'm not one of those people that's concerned about it, though, because I'm not... You're also not an 60. anti-vaxxer jackass. That yeah. Even when there isn't a vaccine, yeah. they're like, you shouldn't freak out. And then yeah. when there is a vaccine, you should freak out. Like, yeah. yeah, you guys are idiots. I'm not immunodeficient, so I'm not super scared, even though something got screwed up and I'm uninsured right now. Um, so that's going to be <laughs> that's gonna be a fun until November when I can <laughs> open enrollment up in this, this niche. Yeah, so that's fun. So don't die. Don't be super salty at people, not like companies not being able to get their product to you as fast as they usually would. Because, I mean, China's one of the places that's, you know, been hit real yep. hard. So it's going to be a little slow. And we don't really know how, what its life, life expectancy is. Yeah, like the life cycle. You know, traveling just, over air. So, yep. like, all those Kickstarter games you're super excited to get might come with a little bit of extra yeah. bonus content. 10 out of 10 would get a plague again i'm just i'm kind of just hoping that like a lot of dumb boomers that i don't like and vote against my self-interest get, you know, get infected and die so they can't keep voting for joe biden um anyway he's losing his mind oh yeah no it's great uh we're not a political podcast though no. so. we could oh, we God. could start that one up sometime <laughs> I'd, I'd be down um it would just be me yelling about marks and you being like Chill, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, it's been I think it's one of those things that, for our listeners, that I think I've, I've mentioned it several times. How I do think like the older generation needs to die. Yeah. And then my wife was Definitely like, parody. "Yeah." My wife was like, uh, "You know, this Corona thing is killing the older people." I was like, "There is a God." Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So if you, oh, you're a non-believer, yeah. yep. Take this as uh, he does exist or she does yeah. exist. Yeah, the Nurgle. Hell it is. Nurgle is is poking out, uh, which brings us around to one of the weird topics that's kind of kind of political in some ways. Yep. Since technically, if we go down the line, every topic is political. Um, man, 40k nerds. Yeah, yeah. They're sometimes on one. Especially if you try to put women in their game. Yeah, who would have thought you can't have women in the uh, in the forty first millennium? Yeah. I, it Which, makes you want to. So one of the sort of memes online is the whole female space marine thing. Yeah. Technically, there's you know in the fluff, there's never explicitly been any female space marines. Uh, makes me want to like like legitimately in some of the old fluff it says completely impossible for a female of any you know kind. To yeah. become a space marine, which I think is just stupid. Um, like okay. it's the same in The Witcher. It's just kind of stupid. Um, I don't think they thought it through because then what? The uh, the actual human or whatever the hell that thing is is bio bio engineer to not be able to reproduce, reproduce anything. Yeah. So what yeah. does it matter? Um, so my so well, the female space marine thing is a big big meme online because of all the reactionary chuds. Um, and you can uh, have a fun time trolling them by like putting female heads on all your space marines and just having the female space marine I would. 
uh, which is something I'd love to do, but then I'd be playing 40k, and I just can't handle that anymore. Yeah. Too much. Too many models. I'm like forecasting, which we will talk about later. Yep. Um, the big, the big thing there were a bunch of them were being buttheads about recently was there was a new uh, super butch and buff looking female Catachin model for Imperial Imperial Guard. That's like a, it's probably like a store exclusive whatever thing. Yeah. I don't know the details. Uh, but boy, were they on one and saying a bunch of like transphobic shit and all kinds of like not cool stuff. Um, so yeah, not I, a fan. I I thought the model was all right, but I prefer yeah. my Lady Gaga. So yeah, mean, Sisters of Battle. Yeah. I want some super like buff chick Sisters of Battle too, though. Now <laughs> that'd be sweet. I, I, I honestly don't mind. Have you seen the uh, super buff doctor from China? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the like, well, most Chinese women are short. By but she's like built. Like oh, yeah, she makes she's built. She she could like probably ruin me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she is, she is strong. Yep. And I like she, a girl that could pick me up. It, it's <laughs> right. Snoo snoo. Death by snoo snoo. Anytime, oh, anytime. The uh, what's his name on that captain? Zap Radigan. Yep. Always be Zap Radigan when it's time for snoo snoo. <laughs> uh, I mean. That bragging kind of sucks, but you know, it does suck as an individual. But yep. when it's loose moose time, sure. The body is willing, but the but the no, the mind is willing, but the body is weak and fleshy. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that's fun. It's just it's just one of those things that always happens, man. When they release that, uh, they had that uh, special uh, Imperial Karmasar model. Like last year, or the year before that they released, and they did the same thing. They're like, "Boo! Doesn't you look like a girl, blah, blah, Because she doesn't have like boob plate, which is the most like, like if you look at how armor works, yeah. having having like a pair of tits on it, it would so, deflect the blow potentially right into, into the, sternum, the sternum, which is not good. If you get hit hard enough in the chest, your heart will stop. Yeah, like. Take it from me, I am certified in CPR and AED. You can indeed get hit in the chest and just your heart stops. Yep. I haven't isn't personally like, seen it, but it happens. Yeah, isn't that like the the idea behind the, the mech as well? That you're able to hit somebody and one below and just kill uh, them? Yeah. Like you're yeah, you're getting them. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching yep. a lot of Bloodsport. <laughs> Um, so that's on my mind a lot because uh, I completed my math exam yeah. for the term, and in the process, no, <laughs> I actually didn't. I had it playing in the background. Oh, okay, the whole time. That's funny. And since I uh, I mentioned it to you, I took the exam five times. Yeah, I watched the movie five times. Wow, hoping that it would, you know. <laughs> that's funny. I, I remember a lot of it now because of yeah, it's bottom one. <laughs> Well, you watch a movie five times, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna remember most of it. Oh yeah, um, like good, but break not hit back. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Bolo. It doesn't. Break does not hit back. Chun Li is right, and it, it's kind of funny that like as watching the movie, like uh, Jackson self prophesies that he's gonna get like beat up and yeah. get another scar on his head, on his face. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I need more scars on my face, and he was like, but I heard you can get killed. He's like, not. He's like, yeah, if you f up, and what does he do? <laughs> he f's up. Yep. 
F's up against uh, Chung Lee, even though Frank told him, gotta hit him in the, in the gut. That's where he's weak. And he's like, what are you, my mom? And then he gets wrecked. Yep. So who F'd up? Jackson F'd sometimes, up. Sometimes you get wrecked. That's yep. how life goes. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an unfortunate like bent that it seems like runs pretty deep in 40k. Yeah. I was actually talking about this online earlier today. I was talking to some people on the uh, the uh, LOS War Machine, uh, well LOS uh, Warcaster uh, Discord was like you know the the weird reactionary bent in so many 40k players is yeah. it's just baffles me. Like the people that unironically think that the Imperium is the good guys when they're actually yeah. this like fascist empire that just commits genocide all the time and literally if you existed in the Imperium of Man you wouldn't be a space marine buddy anybody who's listening to this you wouldn't be a space marine you would probably be some rando Imperial Guardsman who's just like grist for the mill man like you're just gonna get shoved into some meat grinder like no, nobody should laud anything in the Imperium like in 40k in general like it's yep. kind of all bad even the Tau people yeah. make the joke that they're space communists and I'm like nah man they've got a strict caste system if you are born into the fire caste you are going to be a warrior if you are born into the air caste yeah. you're gonna be like a if, if you're in war you're gonna be flying a fighter plane it's, otherwise you're, yeah it's like, surprising sometimes how like there's a lot of nerds that we use the term nerd but they're yeah. they're really only smart let's say in one specific subject i don't even know multiple. nerd necessarily means smart you know? right i think yeah i don't think it's smart but you're like you're really into a specific subject yeah and you're not a professional at the subject yeah generally yeah you, you sometimes just, they pivot that interesting yeah, to being yeah. like yeah but it's surprising how many of them are just like outright ignorant of, yeah. of the world around them like, oh, yeah. not knowing the differences between communism socialism caste systems oligarchy like, yeah you know that's that's always surprising that they like, make fun like, yeah. if I was in that world I'd be this awesome space marine no yep, dude if no. you were in that world you would have got a you'd probably be dead now. already yep it's a world that literally uses a thing called quartz starch, which is literally like a thing put into, you know, add the protein and stuff to food made out of the dead people. Yeah. Like it's something that's basically right out of Judge Dredd. Like they do that in Judge Dredd and they like recycle the bodies and stuff because yeah. they have to because they can't really do a lot of other stuff just yeah. because Judge Dredd messed up. But. I think I think what it really comes back down to uh, when you just go back through it is that 40k wasn't supposed to be the serious setting. Like right. it's very tongue-in-cheek satire, making fun of like the stuff that it's about. Yeah. Right. Like, but that that was lost in translation over the years because yeah. people like you know started taking it real seriously yeah. and just got way too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I personally don't believe toys in general because, quite frankly, we're playing with toys, guys. Yeah, like, don't don't try to be like it's an action figure. It's a toy, buddy. No matter what. Yeah, we're not gonna leave. We're gonna leave it. No, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we know yeah, we know I'm we're sick. not. You know, there's no editing gonna happen. Yeah, I'm sick this um, week. Yeah, whatever. it's funny. Whenever that actually happens on a podcast, I'm listening to a lot. Anyway, to your point. Yeah. Know. Yeah, my point is that I, I don't think, like, 
people really need to get so serious about the toys they play with. Yeah. Like, I'm fine models having any look. Like we mentioned earlier, like, technically, these Space Marine guys can't reproduce. They're not yep. made for reproduction. They're really made for bulky testosterone yeah. battle. That's, that's what they're for. So, you have a model that looks like a female, it doesn't mean it has a vagina either. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean it can reproduce. All Space Marines are trans. We're, we're saying yeah, it here yeah. first. Yeah. Yep. That is, that is the official stance. Game. The official stance <laughs> yeah. of rank cast. Yeah, is that space rings are trans? Come yeah. fight us! Yeah, I will. I will meet you outside my tree. And I, will <laughs> beat your ass. I mean, I was more talking with words, but <laughs> sure, he will allegedly fight you in real I life. We'll fight you. <laughs> I'll, we'll fist up, man. Don't worry. I'll even hold a, bur- a burger while we're at it. <laughs> I'll beat you up with oh, that that's too. Funny. Yeah, but yeah, just I've been known to slap people with me before. Don't um, I don't judge. I what happens in your bedroom has nothing to do with me, okay? No, I was um, in public. Okay. I'll ham slap a fool. Fair. I'll grab a Subway sandwich and just you gotta, like, bam, right you, gotta, you gotta, always gotta remember your backhand. Yep. My, uh, my, my, uh, Borderlands 3 players will get that <laughs> joke. But yeah, 40k nerds, man, you guys need to chill. Like, yeah. It's, it's not a big deal. Speaking of, speaking of nerds needing to chill, um, Infinity, Infinity players have also been kind of on one. Yeah, that's another uh, group of nerds. My goodness. Yeah. Well, we complain about nerds a lot. Um, So there's this new new edition of Infinity coming out, right? And over the years, because there's so many SKUs in the line, they've been sort of retiring certain models, which makes sense. Like, it's something that honestly I wouldn't mind if Private Press did a little bit, because damn. There's just too many models, and it makes it hard to get your FLGS to carry stuff. Um, and so, generally, when they're retiring a bunch of stuff, it's an entire like sectorial. So one of the first big ones that it happened to was the uh, Merovingians, which are the French Ariadne guys. Um, then the Shock Army, uh, the Contessimento. Um, and sadly, one of the ones that did get hit was my beloved Toha, uh, Toha for Life, my first faction that I actually played. Um, I technically owned Aleph models before that, uh, but then I got rid of them. You actually own the Aleph models that I used to own, unless you got rid of them all. Uh, no, no, I still have them. Uh-huh. I think I need to dip them in something. Like yeah. Some green or something. Yeah, to I know I never the, painted uh, any of them. To remove the, uh, oh, the spray paint? I don't think the I have a spray primer. Mine. Yeah, I, no. The ones that have weren't primered. And, and then, then you I like did primed the ADSC of priming them in the winter. Winter. Oh, yeah. They crystallized. They got speckled. Yep. Yeah, that'll happen. Um, but so all these, all these, you know, models got retired. And they've got the new edition coming out. And they have. I don't know if they've explicitly stated it somewhere but people are saying oh they're not going to have rules for these in N4 so they're just not going to have rules and I'm like that's fine like at least at the beginning of N4 they're not going to have it and honestly like it makes sense to me at least like they had their time they had rules not that many people necessarily play those specific factions anyway uh, with the exception of Toha, Toha was relatively large, like had a decent sized player base. Uh, but they 
they admitted a while back that part of the problem with Toha is that they do not know how to design like looks wise new models for Toha or like rules wise how to really convey what they're supposed to be like. <clears throat> then last year, or the year before, r relatively recently, um, I think it might have been last year, uh, they had a new sectorial come out, uh, not not for Toha itself, but for the non-aligned armies, which are like their hodgepodge armies, where they just take different stuff and put them together in a new army, um, that uh, story-wise exists because the gate that went to the Toha homeworlds uh, is gone, like it got blowed up. Uh, so, story-wise, they don't really exist hanging around either. So, hey, what can you do? Um, I think it's a good move. I'm sure they will eventually have rules for them. Uh, they said that they're going to keep their rules in the N3 Army Builder so that if people want to play N3 games with them, they can. And people are, of course, going off about it because invalidated my purchases. Uh, my counterpoint to them is that um, Infinity has pretty good rules for counts as. Like, you can count as whatever, uh, as long as it's relatively clear what you've, uh, what your things are supposed to be. Um, so I'm just going to use my old Toha stuff to be different things. And if people don't like it, they can get over it, because the rules say I can do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah they're, weird. yeah, they're just being weird about it. Yeah. Which, I mean, you yeah. don't have to play M4, right? Yeah. If you want to, you can keep playing M3. I don't know why you would play an uh, old version of a game when you can play the new version of a game for the most part. Uh, I wouldn't do it. It's <laughs> the same, I mean, it's the same argument why people even today play Advanced D&D. Sure. It's different with a role-playing game to me. I don't know. Like, with a role-playing game... You're not really doing it competitively unless you're a weirdo. And like those I, people do exist. Yeah. Yeah, they're weird. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I don't know. There's always... I don't know. There's just some people, they like one thing, and then they just can't sure. get out of it. Yeah. It is a constant. So, yep. I mean, deal with it. Just means you stop playing, you know, a game and go for another one. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's not a big deal, it just moves. Yeah. And most of you suck at playing you know, it's gonna act like... <laughs> Man, we're, the, we're, we're not the rank cast today, we're the rage cast. Yeah. We're just telling you how it is. Yep. Tony's, Tony's a little under the weather, so he's just gonna be, yeah. you know, he's, he's gonna be the spitting fire at people. Yeah. That's probably normal, actually. Uh, <laughs> You're not getting what? What is it? The what's the painting award that uh, Golden Demon? Yeah, Crystal Brush. Yeah, yeah something like that. P3 Masterclass, yeah. I think is theirs. It's the yep. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not, not gonna spend a year on a model. Yeah. If you're at that level, you're not playing with these models anyway. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are people that like do. Yeah, the ones yeah. that like really dedicate to getting that golden demon. I mean, they're probably not playing with it while they're like working on it. They might not play with that particular model, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. that they play games. Oh yeah, and I'm sure like the games they play, those models are probably unpainted. Just as everything. No, else I think is. I think no, I think they play with painted armies. Well, we'll have to uh, confirm. So if some of you. Uh, yeah, if there's any demons. golden demon painters that want to prove to us that you play with painted models, uh, how, a how'd a you find us, and b hi, how's it going? 
I hope you win many awards. Yep. yep. If you want to donate some painting time to some of my stuff, I wouldn't say no. We'll even have you on the podcast. Yep. We'll figure out how to Skype you in. Yeah, even though I don't like doing it that way. But yep. yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep. If I'm sick, we'll do it. If I'm yeah. not sick, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we're going to have to start podcasting remotely because of the coronavirus. Yep. Yeah, you know, traffic gets a little bit better. There's less <laughs> people on the road. It's true. <laughs> uh, we can just record at the uh, at work. <laughs> right. Just us two in the office. Find a find a big conference hey room. Guys. And we yeah. gotta keep wiping everything down with uh, Clorox wipes. Yep. Constantly. Just Our wearing hands a are, like burning. Yeah. We keep wiping everything down. Yeah, I'm not even like purposefully doing it, but I just been hand sanitizing more than you like I don't do it on purpose. I'm just like Ah, there's yeah. stuff on my hands. That's all sanitizing. Yeah, I usually work here from home so I have very little contact with the yeah. outside world between here and the I mean, nerd hole in your the fact that your children go to Yes, that that stuff. is that is the uh, They're the ones that are going to bring home to you. my <laughs> security here. Always the the outside ones are the ones that bring it in and they have yeah. to hang out with the other dirty ass little kids. <laughs> You know, you know, parents, you yep. know, those parents out there, they're like, nah, my kid never, as they like lick everything at a shop. Did you see that picture of the little girl yeah. licking the like, <laughs> like the, the railing or whatever, standing in line yep. at that place? I'm just like, bro, bro. Someone should have put some hand sanitizer on it first before she licked it, keep her licking. Yeah, burn her tongue. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, dude. Yeah, sick. Jesus is going to town on that rod. Well, listen, that might be a bridge too far. Raising. Right? Yeah, space raising. Uh, um, this is your future. Wow. <laughs> Man. Kidding, little girl. But don't do that. Parody. Parody. Don't do that. Um, yeah. Well, we just got canceled. It's yeah. fine. Um, good thing we have like no listeners. We work for Fox, so we just, <laughs> we just come we were inevitably going to be canceled anyway. Yep. Um, hey, um, so I'm going to Intermountain Cup this weekend. Uh, fun fact: I forgot until yesterday morning when Facebook reminded me, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, hey, I should buy my ticket for that," and also figure out what I'm going to play. Um, so yeah, that was a fun experience of being like, "Oh." Good thing it's like only uh, like drive up the night before, play games, drive back that night, yeah, type deal. Because man, if it were, imagine if it were like a, a big like full weekend thing, and I was like, oops, <laughs> then I would be like, well, I guess I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't have the. Uh, yeah, yeah but, I missed the Bushy Road Store Champion last week oh, yeah? because of Corona. Like this, this is the Corona episode guys unfortunately oh do they like cancel it or what no they didn't cancel the event it was at the game haven up in sandy yeah uh, tim shop which he does really good supporting the game That's good. i had plans on going the problem was is that i had a ton of work mm. and by the time i got work and school done it was like six in the morning yeah and the event was at 11 and i was like yeah there's no way in hell i'm driving up so i missed it yeah not a big deal still kind of sucks yeah kind of sucks cause events that I get to participate aren't like coming around as often. Yeah. And so by the time it's 
often limited in like what games I can play. So I yeah. try to support the game communities I'm a part of when possible. But like, man, it's like a busy. Yeah. Especially when work has you like have meetings at like 2 a.m. and like, <laughs> geez, like 4 a.m. You're just like, I gotta get up night. super early in order to do this meeting because some people yeah. are in a foreign country. Yep. Now that day, like, what I ended up doing was sleeping. Yeah. Most of my Sunday away. And yeah. my first meeting was at 6 in the afternoon with Japan. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm going to be up all night. Let's go. Let's go to town. So, yes, sir, I was tired. I believe it. Which I think part of me being tired also ended up why I got sick. Yeah. Don't be yeah. tired. That's how you don't get sick. Yep. <coughs> yeah. No fun. No, I definitely used to get sick more when I was on nights. Yeah. So. It's, it's tough. Like, just... Switching your schedule. Yeah, is, uh, switching your schedule is the worst. So I'm glad I don't have to do it for this Intermountain Cup because last Intermountain Cup I actually took the day before off. If I can figure out what recording it was that we talked about that experience. Oh yeah, I wanted to die because yep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I stay up because yeah, I remember it. I remember it now because I stayed up uh, the day I got off like. I think it was Thursday morning because I took Thursday, Friday, Saturday for it. So I got up that morning and I didn't, or I got up work that morning and didn't go to sleep. We didn't get home that night until like close to nine o'clock. And I was like seeing stuff. <laughs> I was tired enough that I was like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> um, and wasn't it at the time where you weren't driving either? So I, I think you didn't have your ride at the time. No, no, I, I don't know if that happened yet. I'm trying to remember what happened then. And you also didn't have enough to eat. That was another problem too. I think you well, if we're talking about when I was up at IMC, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, no, that I didn't like eat enough. Like in round two, my blood sugar just like shat out yeah. on me. Um, I am bringing like protein bars with me this time to make sure that I'm like like going, <laughs> yep. gonna you know caffeine up, caffeinate and have water and yeah, no, I'm not making those mistakes again. Uh, I'm playing. One list that I've played a couple times and one list that I have not played at all yet. Uh, I might get a game in with it uh, tomorrow night since... Uh, oh, that's something I forgot that we could talk about. We finished my uh, Descent into Avernus game uh, that I was playing, uh, which was really fun. With the Angel? Yeah. I do like that model. Yeah. I didn't like the other model. I just... I don't know. It just didn't look I nice. Didn't, I haven't looked at the model. We didn't have them. Yeah, the premium um, model. I, I felt that the premium model didn't look as good as the Whiskey's model. Yeah. I, I don't know why. The Whiskey's model just felt more dynamic. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen either of them, so I don't have an opinion. Uh, but yeah, it was a solid ending. Apparently... So apparently... So most of the module, uh, my buddy Chandler, who going up to Pocatello with this weekend, um, he just played it straight out of the book yeah uh but you get to the end and apparently like most of the ways that it can just end it literally just ends the most anticlimactic way oh, uh what? like so there's a sword that you can get yeah. uh, which my character had because i was one of the few characters that like was like fully good aligned and actually like used the sword um and i pull it out 
And so I'm playing a Warforged Cleric uh, of the Forge Domain. Um, and so I pull the sword out. I sprout wings, like luminous angel wings. My eyes turn into like silvery pools. Uh, and I get like all these bonuses. My charisma gets set to 20, uh, which meant that I had like 20 charisma, 20 wisdom, like yeah, 17 yeah. strength. I was just like murdered out. Um, didn't swing the, I think I swung the sword once that entire fight because most of the fight uh, was it's mostly trying to uh, put these rods into this uh, thing called the companion that's floating over the city um, and trying to get all nine rods in while there is a lord of hell so Zariel the yep. angel lady, fallen angel lady um, Baphomet the uh, demon lord of uh, Minotaurs and the Knoll Demon Lord, whose name I can never remember. It starts with a Y. Ig something. Um, so they're all doing stuff. There's all kinds of other monsters around. Some like flame giants show up that are on our side helping us out. Uh, and we're just trying to get all these rods in. Uh, I can fly so I can get to it pretty easily. And then our monk that we had in the party had boots of flying, so he could fly around and put them in as well. Um, the first round, I attempt to convince Zariel to turn to our side. Um, I have a really good persuasion score, but it's at disadvantage. Roll my dice, roll a 16, get excited, see the second die, and it's a two. <laughs> so not enough to get her to not murder us. Um, she just beats the shit out of me and almost kills me in one round, uh, which was a fantastic time. Uh, I heal myself up, start like flying around, just trying to slot in rods. The monk's flying around trying to slot in rods. She's bouncing around to different parts of the battlefield doing stuff. Um, in the end, uh, my arm gets, there's like traps when you put in the rods, right? And one of them is the sting clamps down on my arm and like is slowly like trying to pull like my arm in. Mm -hmm. I end up going unconscious up there with my arm in it and I'm just hanging there taking death <laughs> saves. Uh, and then um, like my arm pops out of the socket and like tears off. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um, and so I'm unconscious with that going on. Uh, the I end up rolling a nat 20 on one of my death saving throws and get up uh, and then run off into a corner to try to not get fully killed um, the our dwarf barbarian decides that he's going to run up the back of the demon knoll guy and jump up there in order to get one of the rods in which works <laughs> like he succeeds on it and it was super cool and super anime and i loved it um and the last rod got put in uh jazz was playing a sorcerer and she used mage hand to get it in there um what one of the big things that happened with her is pretty early she just got like wrecked and she was like almost dead um she cast blink on herself and one of the big jokes of the whole campaign is her blink never works so Blink, for those that don't know in D&D 5e, you roll, and if you roll a 10 up, you cease to exist, and then the, at the beginning of your next turn, you show up 10 feet from where you were. Um, so it can be really good for making it so you can't, like, die. Um, so she's playing a wild magic sorcerer. She rolls on her wild magic table, 
and she rolls you're invisible and make no noise for a minute. It's not the spell invisibility. Right. So she can do whatever while being invisible. And that made it so that she survived the fight. <laughs> Otherwise, she would not have survived the fight. <laughs> um, and so she ends up uh, getting around to a spot, taking one of the rods from my unconscious body and using Mage Hand to get it up into a slot. Um, and it was just really cool. Uh, it was kind of great that, you know, this being her first, like, full, like, D&D campaign, that she was the one to, you know, put in the last thing on the big whatever was yeah. really awesome. Uh, we all had some cool moments uh, during the fight. Uh, Chandler did a really good job of running the campaign like he always does. Um, and so we're going to be doing a session zero for the next one. Uh, oh, all, all but one of us survived. Uh, but then the angel that pops out of the companion when you open it up, spoilers, uh, brought him back to life at the end. Uh, and then we all just went off and had our characters, you know, do their thing. Uh, so we're going to be starting a new campaign uh, in the next couple weeks here, doing a session zero. And then I'm hopefully getting a game of War Machine in so I have at least a little bit of practice with the list that I'm going to be bringing. Um, all in all, pretty good time. That was good. Yeah. Um, finally got my copy of Sins of the Past as well. Sweet. Uh, it's a rolling adventure. Uh, you can play with uh, Samurai, but yeah. it's kind of more like the beginner game where you're not the beginner, but the one after. Uh-huh. Dark Tides, I think. Yeah. And your cops. Okay. And you're trying to figure out if you want to help this village or not, which is kind of why they designed it so that you can play as Ronin or as. You can either fully seven samurai it yes. or be like. Yeah, Shinsen Gumi yep. or something. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, I've only skimmed through it. It doesn't look bad. I haven't gotten the full book for um, Path of Waves. Yeah. Yeah. So, open to get it. Uh, sometime this week I ordered them both at the same time but from different places because okay. one had the one and the other one <laughs> had the other it's kind of it's kind of thing um, let's see FFG I think this is you you tagged me again yeah. on the whole FFG live talking about they're going to announce what they're going to do with their RPG live and how they work it's interesting how a lot of people are saying oh well it's FFG so they must be telling us the truth about it. Fair. Well, technically, when your head of story and direction, what is it? She's the director of story and yeah, creative. Yeah. Has blanket said no, it's gone. I mean, that tells me it's gone. Guys. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It doesn't give me any hope that it's still around. And it's quite possible she just got the job, and. And they haven't really informed her. Yeah, you know? And so it's one of those FFG lies is trying to kind of PR it and yeah. kind of save face. Because, yeah, they're releasing books, but th these are books that have already been in the pipeline. In as, yeah. You know, we mentioned last week. Right? Yeah, there's books in the pipeline. They, they still want to release them because they're already committed to them. And as a business, you want to oftentimes what you have already in print you know, just, just get it out the door. Just, yeah. just sell it off. Um, because that's where you recoup more from your losses. That's true. You know, if you say, hey, I'm not going to produce any more books, 
after book three, for example, you at least still want to sell books one to three to see how much are you going to recuperate. Let's say you only recuperate half. They only lost half. But when you say, hey, I'm not going to release these books, then you lose 100%. And that's kind of where FFG is coming from. Uh, they still want to sell product and people still want to buy product. Yeah. At the end of the day, the alpha of our community for the RPG. It's big. Yeah. It's, it's a big enough that people want to buy. Like, so, actually, it's not necessarily big, but it's very loyal. Like, yeah. They, yeah. People want the stuff. And there's other people that really like the AG 4E version. There's yeah. others that prefer the first edition version. <laughs> I don't know why you would want to play like something so old. But if you have access to it, that's what you like. I mean, that's what you yeah. Like. And so we'll see what FOG does. I mean, they have a lot to kind of account for at the moment. Yeah. I haven't looked at Asmodee's stock or their stock. Um, this this week has been pretty interesting. Oh, I'm, for oh yeah, stock. Yeah, it's bad. It's been pretty bad. It's fine. It's not like oil price. Oil prices have literally just like <laughs> dumpstered. Yep. Yeah, I'm not investing in oil, but <laughs> I am investing in airlines. Oh yeah. And you know, to me, until we create teleporters, airlines are still a way of uh, sure. traveling, and I, I like looking at how some airlines are commuter airlines. Like Southwest is a it's a good commuter airline. Yeah. And that a lot of people, literally, the people that you're in that plane with in the morning, they're all going to work. Yeah. They're not. Like, yeah, the fact that there are people. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get away kind of thing. No, like these people are going to work, and so um, that's that's one of the that the, they're my watch watch list right now. You know, them Delta, uh, American Air. Well, the fact that there are airlines, and I think it's in Europe in particular, that are literally just flying ghost planes with nobody in them to yeah. make sure that they don't like lose their route basically yeah, yeah that's just wild to me man yep like no, it, it's dumb how it, I, I can see the need but i can also see there's some stupidities behind it as well like i can see the need for claiming airspace but quite frankly it's airspace like it's there's ridiculous. a ton of it it's like yeah. the internet it, it's it's how the u.s has been pushing to control the internet i'm like no you don't control the internet the internet is for everybody you can't stop the signal yeah you know like i I understand china has like some heavy firewall filters and whatnot but even they can't stop it all like there's a reason why people out in china end up on the beat there yeah to just surf the regular net like that's that's what they use it for yeah they just hop on an onion yep and they tore it up yeah like only because you like it's so surprising how some people like look at the deep net and they're like oh it's this you know high scum and villainy i'm like no for some people that is literally it's the, the regular way. internet like, they're not there to like the, hire o- the only way to really keep people off the internet is to have it literally not be accessible yeah yeah to not exist if it doesn't exist that's the only way like if they do not have any conceivable way to get on it sure like that's how North Korea can do it like you know like they just don't have the infrastructure in place you don't have an Um, ISP here you get no internet yeah and it's kind of surprising like I, I looked into I'm looking at how the cost of getting satellites up in the air 
can in the future potentially create an invisible internet yeah. that has no infrastructure here on earth yep it would be amazing to have the internet 100 yeah worldwide because people need information like i think that is one of the best advantages yeah. of industry 4.0 that's coming up and more than likely what will happen during industry 5.0 and industry 6.0 etc is that borders are dropping like yeah unfortunately it has come with a few scares that may not have existed a long time ago and by a long time ago i mean like 70 years ago that we do get today that you know it'd be great to be able to play remotely like a game of warcaster or war machine or infinity or 40k with some other individual elsewhere in the world yeah during their time zone like the best time they can play in and the models that you use for them as proxies they move yeah you know and i've seen that too with chess like somebody developed like a simpler over air chess game where you could be in one place and they could be in another and the ch- as, as they the move pieces the pieces themselves actually that's wild you know and i'm like you know that's great because now you can play with people that basically born and raised in a completely different culture yeah that to me is what globalization should be yes but unfortunately the forces of capital are there <laughs> they, they are but they've always been there in well, the sense yes. that globalization as defined as true the de- true definition of globalization before was that only those companies that could yes would spread their ideas all over the world which is why you have mcdonald's everywhere which is why you have coca-cola everywhere and that that is what anthropologists consider globalization but with 4.0 now globalization is kind of twisting a little bit because you could be born and raised in utah and be playing with somebody in yes the ukraine (laughs) (laughs) and the things that weren't on the mic (laughs) and they can and and you kind of learn from them like their habits yeah get a little bit from well i got that i got that playing wow back in the day like there were people from you know weird other places that were for whatever reason playing on my server you know like there was an indonesian kid in our guild for a little while then you ran off you bastard <laughs> you got good loot from us too um yeah like yeah uh, the 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 issue the issue is that is that with with globalization as it is it's, it's just being used in such a way like to enrich the people that already have the money yeah, but um, as, as it borders is, start dropping, I do think it'll be interesting to get those cultural differences yeah. more under control and not as death deadly as they used to be. Because, like, you know, back in the day, you you try to do commerce with a group of people and you didn't know if the hand sim, sim signal or the color you wore. Sure. Had a, had, a, had a cultural <laughs> significance that yeah. yeah but but part of what I'm saying though is that some of the things that that have come out with you know the reason there was nowadays globalization how am I gonna say this right nowadays with globalization it is looked at anti-globalization movements it is looked at as more of a like right-wing protectionist type uh, ideology with anti-globalization whereas before uh, in like 
the 90s it was considered much more of a left-wing movement because there were the anti-globalization movements were rallying against things like north north american free trade agreement right which history has shown to us now you know that's one of the things that destroyed manufacturing jobs in america it's what destroyed a lot of the uh before nafta mexico in particular had a lot of uh communalized farming communities that were thriving and doing very well that had been around you know that stuck around throughout you know the myriad revolutions uh that happened throughout mexico to bring it into the closer to what it is today and what it had been before um and that was something that was very much that's something that's very much colored the way things are now right like the reason why factory farming has taken off in the way it is is because so much of the corn and stuff that's grown here Mm -hmm. just gets shipped down to mexico and the mexican farmers cannot compete with the crazy low prices that these you know big conglomerate farms can give because they are so heavily subsidized by the United States government. Um, like I said before, manufacturing jobs, all these board games that we're getting probably would be manufactured here, you know, 30, 40 years ago before NAFTA. Yeah. Uh, let's see, NAFTA was what, 94? Something like that. 96? I can't remember. I know it was a Clinton era thing. Um, so at least 92 at the latest. So a lot of these board games would have been printed over here as opposed to being printed somewhere over in China. Um, Is it more cost-effective for us to do it in China now? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, The downside is that the American economy is moving further and further to be almost nothing but service industry jobs uh, in a lot of ways. Like most of the jobs that, you know, there's the whole like learn to code thing that people are always yelling at folks from areas that used to have these types of things and they're like, we'll just learn to code. Well, the funny thing about that is that if coding becomes that ubiquitous, what they are going to pay people for coding is gonna go down, right? That's just the regular supply demand thing. Uh, It'll get to a point where they want everyone to go out and learn to code so they can drive down what they have to pay people to work at their place as coders and if it's that ubiquitous then it's no longer you know a skill that people are going to want to learn right like it's one of those weird catch 22s of all of it Um, we're all over the place that's the thing though even if you do learn to code right now like how much companies are paying people from other countries to code for us is already exorbitant like one of the guys that was contracted to work for us had at the time uh, about double my salary. That's nuts. And this guy was based out of Ukraine. Yeah. And where where it costs a lot less to live. Exactly. <laughs> and they were making bank. Like, yeah. Super because they, they get to become an oligarch. Yeah. <laughs> they get to like it's crazy. Like uh, there's a lot of people out in like um, Eastern Europe that. They they get to code from home, yeah, miles away. Yep. And in in a way, yeah, I do think more people do need to learn, but they you shouldn't sell them so short. Like, I, it's it's 
like you said, it's it's supply and demand. Like, yeah, if you add more people, it could turn into potentially like the uh, graphic design field. Oh like, yeah, it tanked. Yeah, because everybody was like, oh, we want to be a graphic artist, and anybody in the mall could be a graphic artist. My yep. goodness, that was a lot. Yeah, if you look at graphic artists today. Now, if they really have trickled down into, yeah, there's only really a handful of people you want to work with mm-hmm. because there's so many yeah, kids a dime a dozen. that could do it. But are they actually going to bring you the quality of work that you're expecting as a sure. company? And oftentimes the answer is no, they sure. will not. Yes, you can get away with paying them 10 bucks the hour, but you're paying 10 bucks the hour. Expect to get 10 bucks, 10 bucks the, the hour, hour worth of the product. Sure. So big companies like i think you always have like that those layers a small company because it's small wants to go small no matter what a mid-sized company will go a little bit medium because mm-hmm. they're medium and then you have enterprise level companies that will always put in more money sure. because they want enterprise level product and that is how they function and so in a way yes there should be more coders out there but don't sell yourself short. If you want to go for an enterprise level company, go for an enterprise level company. You're not going to compete against that kid that just came out of con economy and, yeah. and learned off of YouTube. Like you're not even going to compete against them. Because quite frankly, if you have the knowledge set, a, a corporation is going to look at your resume versus sure. their resume, and they're willing to pay you more because of your resume. So. I mean, it's it's tough. It is definitely one of those things where, yeah, the more you add, the more you add, the more bottom layer companies will want to pay you less. And that uh, I've seen it firsthand because I was part of like the whole graphic design movement in like <laughs> the beginning of the millennium, and it sucked. Yeah. Like I couldn't get a job locally where I was raised at because those companies weren't willing to pay me a a decent a wage, wage that could. That could- make you live exactly and it wasn't even like live in that area like i would like the the person that interviewed me was honest in saying you know i can just get any kid off the street and hire him to do this and ever since then i've had a gripe against a lot of hispanic owned businesses (laughs) because i'm like you understand you're i went to school for this like i'm showing you that yeah that i spent money to learn a skill yep. and you're saying some jackass off the street can do it yes go ahead hire them but you're going to receive a level of quality that's going to be significantly less and as a hispanic owner if you want to think like that you're going to be like that yeah your product is going to be like that yeah so how much are you willing to invest to have a much better product mm-hmm. and oftentimes a lot of these companies they don't want to invest and because they don't want to invest they get the dime a dozen individuals sure. so you know i do think we should get there i i think me personally i should know how to fix my car <laughs> but i'm also very very uh grateful for those people that go to school to learn how to fix sure. newer, newer model cars yeah because a lot of them are significantly more complex well yeah it's, it's not it's not like it once cars yeah you know? it's not what, what it once was where you know, for the most part, you're just dealing with actual, like, in a lot of ways, when you're outside of, you know, certain bits of it, a car is a pretty simple machine in some ways. Yeah. You know, uh, like rebuilding an engine, stuff like that. That's obviously much harder. And, you know, a lot of the more specialized stuff, but like basic things. Yes, we should be able to learn somewhat easily what to do. Yep. But 
the way most modern cars are is that it's so hooked in with the computer in it yeah that you do need to like it does take a lot more than it used to. oh yeah like um, like i knew that once once the car battery died the second go around i'm like no this is the alternator the alternator is yeah. bad on this car yeah could i have watched a youtube video to fix it probably but how much would i have like how yeah. successful would i have been knowing the internal components that also yeah. register like hey your alternators good. well because if you bad. screw it up in the wrong way and hook the wrong thing the wrong thing you could fry your entire electrical system <laughs> right and that's buy a new car territory exactly and so no like, one to do that. taking it in like i know the symptoms of the problem but i can't fix the problem yeah. and i'm perfectly fine with that and yeah I, I think right now we are at a good point where people need to learn industry 4.0 skills which include uh communication includes ai ai is huge machine learning um self-recovery machine learning is another huge one which is kind of weird because technically you're the one performing the recovery on this ai but you're yeah. teaching another ai what to do that's weird to recover your main ai kind of thing. It's, it's 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 interesting what self-recovery is don't supposed trust to do. it can't trust it can't yeah. trust the ai <laughs> and at the end of the day i think if you have the skill set like Again, shoot for shoot for companies that are willing to pay you what you're worth, sure. as opposed to the ones that are not, because they'll treat you like trash no matter what. And and I've seen it. Like I mentioned, like I had a a former contractor that worked with me that was getting paid, uh, I believe, twice my salary at the yeah. time. And like I'm not gonna say what my salary was, but yeah. quite frankly, if you're getting like one eighth of what is it, one eighth of a million? Like that's, that's yeah. So a quarter of a million is 250. Yeah. So an eighth is uh, 125. So they're getting, they were actually getting about, they were getting close to 200,000. Yeah. And that's 200,000 USD. Yeah. Not 200,000. Whatever they have in whatever they Ukraine. Have in Ukraine. <laughs> yes, the Ukraine. So. I feel like you're trolling specific people now. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's that. I mean, it's the globalization. I think overall it's going to change a little bit. It's no longer going to be McDonald's. I think you as a nerd have a way to affect the nerd community, which is now more global. Sure. It's no longer just your kitchen table. I mean, there's a damn anime about Japanese schoolgirls playing Euro board games. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, most of the board games that we play nowadays aren't European board games. Yeah, a lot of them come from Euro design. Uh, Forex games are very Euro design centric. And I mean, people like having entertainment, like at the end of the day, you know, like there, there's yeah. a Mary Booth. There's, there's people out in Japan that love America. Yeah. Heck, there's people out in Japan that love the, uh, the Cholo culture. So yeah. Hispanics, like, yeah, no, I watched that video. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Those girls that like, oh, I love my Vila Loca, like, girl, <laughs> girl come on, for reals. So, for you reals. know, Japan Japan looks at, like, cultural stuff like that in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Part of that's just because, you know, it is a very homogenous community yeah. uh, that, you know. Man, those girls, Mexican girls, we call them the little chinas. Like, you, you understand she's not Chinese, right? <laughs> like, but yeah. they don't care because that's that's like their thing because their because their eyes are probably a little like, yeah you know, and so 
that's that's what the community would call you. You want to be like, you know, a little cry girl or whatever. You'd be little China. Like that's what it would come down to. I'm just telling that's you, as a Hispanic guy that yeah. went through it, yeah, that, that saw the weddings come around with their lip liner, no lipstick on, yeah, and painted eyebrows. Sometimes with squiggly lines. Yeah, you know, you know what they were doing. Yeah, they ain't got no eyebrows. <laughs> like they shave them off just to paint them back on. Yeah. Yeah, these cholas, man, there. like, you know, you know what's up. But yeah. Yeah, I like that video. Like how yeah. those those girls are like they're all about that. Like they love it. Like they love the Hispanic culture. Yeah. Uh a lot of a uh what is it, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh what is it, Los Ingobernables? Yeah. The un- yeah. ungovernables. Yep. Them fools, they love me. Oh yeah. They're all about that. Lucha Libre is <laughs> it <laughs> surpasses all like it it goes across all all cultures, man. Yeah, the boundaries, man. I yeah, lo- I love Mesa Lucha Libre. It's great. Yeah, that's good globalization. That's what I yeah. feel like. Yeah. No, those are the good the parts. Good the parts bad parts are all the parts that, you know. Yeah, trying to you know, screw people yeah, over. Yeah. and Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Yeah. What you say about that. No. Yeah. Like, I, I like how um, like you can go to a, a like, a New Japan Pro Wrestler fan. Yeah. And talk about, like, Frey Mysterio. Yeah. Blue Devil, like yeah. all these guys, and they're like, "Yeah, I love it," and this yep. and that. Well, and then like, and then, and now you're getting a lot of a lot more crossover with like WWE has like seen, you know, they're the they're the big you know the big monster that everybody has yep. to worry about, and they they themselves have seen how you know big that is, and they've brought people over like uh, uh, shouldn't say Wananabe, I think yeah. one of them. Oscar uh, is huge. Yep, Oscar is huge. Praise the Empress of Tomorrow, people! Yeah. And her, I actually watched a really funny YouTube video of her going into Barnes and Noble because she's like, "I want the American version of of the yep. Akira manga," but they didn't have it, so she got Berserk instead. <laughs> um, and just you know, she's like, "Who? Uh, yeah, it's nah. great." Uh, she's she's pretty awesome. And if you guys haven't followed like like her career background before she was a wrestler, she was just a regular model. Yeah. And she was like, I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. Just literally like the anime. Yeah. Where that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like I want to be a wrestler. Yep. That's how it turns out sometimes. It's pretty wild. And there's and there's other like talent from Japan. Like like. The first place I remember hearing about this happening, of course, was baseball. Like when they started bringing over, you know, Japanese yep. baseball players and stuff. Uh, before that, it was a lot of, you know, back in, you know, the the 40s or like a lot of the 50s and 60s. Uh, it was, you know, Cuban baseball players yep. and other, you know, South American baseball players. Um, Mr. Miyagi, like, if you watched yeah. the Karate Kid, what yeah. was his favorite type of car? American muscle. Uh, yeah, that yeah, fool yeah. loves his American yes, car. That's true. That was Miyagi's thing. When they when they brought the uh, Japanese businessman in that one episode of uh, uh, Married with Children, uh-huh. that dude was looking for what? Freaking uh, Ed's, Ed's car. Ed's okay, car was okay. like a Camaro. Oh like, yeah, it was American muscle. Yeah, like, I want American muscle. Well, yeah, it's it's one of those you know iconic things. I mean, that also comes into play with the fact that you know. How, how much of a, probably too much of an influence we've had over, you know, a lot of countries, uh, just yeah. as the global hegemon. Yeah. Uh, we really went out on the weeds on this episode, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it all rolls back into nerddom and playing, yeah. like what games you're playing and whatnot. Yep. Like, who, who are you going to 
like contact at some point or who yep. you're gonna come across in contact like yeah this is one of the reasons why like i really hate and we're just going back to the beginning of the episode where nerds flip their lids for seeing a female character yeah like okay or a character that's not random straight white yeah. guy number yeah. 16 yeah, you get this you know, in video games next. so much right yeah you know it's dumb and then and then you have those same people saying like oh i really love that game yakuza why yeah like you're, you're playing a japanese guy yeah and yeah but he's tough <laughs> okay yeah. why couldn't it just be typical white guy number 17 yeah why wasn't it about the italian mom? yeah right why was pasta. it about the russian mom? <laughs> pasta mob the potato, potato mob the potato mob yeah <laughs> the latkes mob yeah Sh- shamrock that's that's the name yeah. of the uh, irish Yakuza game is called Shamrock. <laughs> that's mine, guys. If you I want kinda, it, you got I kind of want one that's about the Jewish mob because I think that'd right. be cool. The, the Schmeckle? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the Schmear? That's the game. Yeah, well, you know, just uh, be interesting. Just the rabbi that goes one ham. Of, one of my favorite like stories from history is uh, in the 1930s. You know, the late 30s, early 40s, when, uh, you know, before we were involved in World War One, uh, there was the German-American Bund, which was a large Nazi organization in the United States. Um, and they were doing, you know, this big rally in, in New York. And this judge went to the head of the Jewish mob and was like, you need to do something. I need you to do something about this. So they, you know went in there and like people people because in modern modern america they have this very skewed version of what all jewish people are in their head yeah like they picture you know that's it's the stereotype the joke that they get from you know family guy or uh yeah. or south park or whatever yep. uh it's not you know it's not you know tom hardy's character from uh on uh huh Venom or different movie? Different movie. Um, on, not in the movie, on Peaky Blinders, he plays uh, an actual historic Jewish mobster uh, mm-hmm. in England from, you know, back that in between the wars time, mm-hmm. um, who is, you know, a hard motherfucker. Like, and they are, like, these, you know, Jewish mobsters, they're, you know, hard dudes. People have this stereotype, these stereotypes about people, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I love that story. Yeah. Just the image of a bunch of Jewish guys beating the shit out of a bunch of Nazis. <laughs> I mean, Tarantino made a whole movie about it. It's yeah, counter historical, but it's entertaining. Um, yeah. 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 With that, we've hit the top of the hour. Yeah. Brought you some good uh, guiding content. Yeah, we were all over the place. We got political. It's fine. Use it for our next RPG. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Read. Read a little. Read about the fun history of organized crime in America. Yeah. Read about what the North American free trade deal has done to the economies of, you know, many countries. Um, you know, it's it's interesting stuff. You should learn about it. Use it for your games. Let it color your understanding of things. Um, quick side note, I saw a guy wearing a uh, two-time World War Champions with the American flag on it. And I was like, I, I didn't say anything, but I wanted to say, yeah, if you show up late, you know, to the fight, of course you're going to do better when everybody else has been like stabbed and bleeding uh um, well, that's that's only on one front the other front was kind of bad in both world wars though like 
For for War Two, that's all. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm in, in both of them, we we were Johnny Come Lately. <laughs> like uh, in War yeah. Two, technically we didn't want to join the Eastern Front, and yeah. when we fought the Western Front, it ended yeah. relatively quickly. Yeah, better mean a lot of people. Right? And that's not yeah, it ended. Yeah, that ended real quick. Relatively, relatively <laughs> depends on if you, you were us or other if people. That happened also in the European thing as well. Yeah, like uh-huh. yeah, America showed up late, but then dropped a bomb and. What, well, we did show up late on the Europe. Like we didn't show up on the European front until well. Like, oh yeah, we showed up late. Like, show yeah. up late, but drop a bomb. Sure. On Germany, and now there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you it would have been great. Like, Luckily, the Soviets were there actually doing work while we were, you know, pulling our puds off and wherever. Yeah. They got the shit kicked out of them for a while, but then it got to a point where, you know, Hitler made the mistake that many, many leaders have made, and they tried to invade Russia during the winter. Yep. I mean, it wasn't winter when he got in there, but there's a lot of land to cover. And Germany had one big problem from the beginning of the war until the end, yep. which was fuel. Yep. <laughs> Well, that's the story for another podcast. Uh, check us out on Twitter. I'm there. Sometimes I post stuff. Not super often. Uh, YouTube. I actually I've started uploading uh, my RPG games as well as I accidentally uploaded some of me playing uh, Legends of Runeterra, the League of Legends card game, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, so you can watch those on our YouTube channel. We finally actually have stuff on it. That's uh, Rank Cast on YouTube. Uh, Twitch, we're uh, at RankCast, R-E-N-K-C-A-S-T. <laughs> I, my brain shut off for a sec there. Um, find find us on the internet. Listen to us. Show your friends. We're on Anchor, Spotify, all the things. Give us reviews. Give us, you know, likes on Facebook. I don't know, man. Like us. Like us. We just want you to like us. Considering how many episodes we have, the number of listens we have is abysmal. So give us give us some help. Uh, one day maybe we'll have a Patreon up and we'll figure out stuff to do with that. Um, hey, we're not even asking for money. No, we're not. Just not right listen. now. Just give a maybe later. Listen to us. We, we just want to be heard. Yeah, so have fun. Hope you enjoyed the show and stuff.